Well, hey, Marys. All right, Marys. All right, Marys. Uh, it nuance. is. Uh, it's nuance, which Ooh. is of course. Come on, family. Shoes off. Shoes off. <laughs> cushions for everybody. Untuck. Yeah. This is, of course, the All Right Mary After Show. Uh, welcome, to, welcome to Delicious Dish yeah. on the air. Yeah, it's got some sweaty balls on the table. I really like that sweater. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, We're thanks. Good, it's Versace. It's Versace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got it at Versace. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. you got great taste. Sorry. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, um, I love to quote that movie. Um, so, nuance. Yeah. What's 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 the tea, Mary? Should we talk about Untucked first? Yeah. Um, let's, um, it, it's interesting how they were trying. They they the producers were clearly trying to focus on Cameron because they finally got Cameron on a couch with Asia. Yeah. Okay. And Asia's like great to talk to. Yeah. She's easy. She'll ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. She'll. She. I, what I like about Asia, I like her. I like her kind of teasing sense of humor. She'll right. kind of do that little thing that like oh so the Venezuelan. So like yeah. do, she does that with Monet with the sponges. It's very like it's cute. It's very yeah. endearing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they were really. I mean, she wasn't really given in. Although we learned that you know she no doesn't that it takes a little while for her to get to a white guy. She's, yeah, you know she likes you know some other types of flavors more. Uh, and and then we also kind of learned that she stands for Shania Twain. This is pretty much all I know about her. Right, and that I, she likes to meditate because she wore a shirt that said "heavily meditated." Yeah, and she used to line dance as a kid. <laughs> right. I just, yeah, I'm, I, you know, uh, with Cameron, it's like I want to know because she obviously like, <clears throat> not that it's all about the body or the, you know, all that. I want to know: Does she like to have fun? Sure. Does she like having fun with her friends? Does she like to stay in but also go out? Right. Like, is she? Does she get herself down to earth? Does she have a good <laughs> sense of humor? Does she like to laugh? Um. Yeah. Is she no drama? Because she's looking for other people with no drama. Right. So if you're drama, yeah, stay away. Yeah. She prefers cats. Yeah. <laughs> she prefers cats. Parentheses. But dogs are okay. Dogs okay. Yeah. Yeah. Birds are a no. Right. No birds. <laughs> but I want to understand, like, you know, I definitely have that no rule. birds. I have that rule. No birds. <laughs> Oh, um, birds are kind of cute. They though. are, but I, uh, you know, I like have a when cat. they like up and down. Yeah, I just I worry because what With if a cat? Yeah, I, Marco and a bird. Marco With, and a bird is not going to work. That's not going to be some fun, uh, cute like buddy comedy. It's going to be saw. <laughs> it's going to be Sylvester saw. Yeah, it's going to be Sylvester and Tweety. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's it's not going to yeah. be good. Marco so, will become the villain. You know, which is I mean, the he's, optics and he's it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, he's tired of this. Yeah, yeah. cats are you know painted. Terribly, they so, are. You yeah. know, Marco gets such a bad reputation. Yeah, no, he's a nice um, guy. Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, so, so Cameron, anyway, we don't we don't learn much about what Cameron. I want to know about Cameron though is I want to know if the external because there's obviously a lot of work he's put into his body and his appearance and he fulfills what is. Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. He fulfills what is essentially an acceptable. Um, quote unquote acceptable uh, aesthetic in the gay community. Oh, sure, right? people. He's, right, he's muscly. He's white. He's you know of whatever height. I think yeah. he seems tall. He's what you know is yeah considered to be a standard, which is really problematic and really annoying. Right, he's a pit I, crew member. You know, absolutely. But I fully believe that there's somebody underneath that. There's a brain. There's a heart underneath that. There's a. There's a. You know, I, we go back to what Asia was saying at the beginning of the main episode that all of us did this for a reason. All of us did this to be close to other people to share our art. Somebody that has that that much discipline and that much kind of attention to their bodies, tattoos. Yeah. They clearly have a story. There's a reason they have that armor on. Exactly. There's a reason why, you know, 
quote unquote vain people are vain, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's hurt underneath. You yeah. know, the ice princess is not all ice, right? There's right. something beating underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's I just want to know, kind of. I'm not. If she was like a catty bitch, I would not have any time for her. No, but I. And that's not what's happening. I, yeah, I'm not really. Not that I'm not impressed by the muscles, but that I'm like, okay, whatever. I with it, fine, but that's that does not make for an interesting person. Right. Um. So yeah, I'd love to see more of her. Uh. At least we got something this episode. Uh. Other than that, I mean, I feel like you know there there was also that very all right Mary moment in Untucked of Miss Cracker. Sure, yeah. Um right where she admitted to them that she doesn't like herself and right. I was constantly constantly I was immediately uh brought to the place where she told us what her dad used to say mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like I have to make those connections oh, like yeah. well why couldn't you celebrate yourself in that moment and have one moment of celebration for yourself? But we kind of know, right? Is like she she grew up with a message, and I'm just I'm just creating a narrative here. Sure, I don't yeah, know, we I don't know, we don't but know. Her. What what I have is like you come, you grow up with a message that like whatever you do, the the implicitness of uh, well, great, you're you know now you have to keep winning. The implicitness, the implicit message there is that what you did is not good enough. Sure, and I think I think everybody has the not good enough wound. I think that's kind of like yeah, that Alana song, perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Yeah, you know? but you, any insecurities and whatnot, you can tie back to like I mean, if I'm going to be like if I'm going to go super woo woo, um, if any of our Marys are familiar with Louise Hay, uh, who's a, a big hey hey <laughs> hey, my son is gay. <laughs> Hey, my Louise hey, is gay. Colin, huh? Colin, what do gay horses eat? No straw. Hey, <laughs> no. What do lesbian horses eat? No complaints. No, sorry. <laughs> what do lesbian horses eat? What do they eat? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> All right, Louise. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Louise. Hi. I say nay to those jokes. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm bristling at that joke. So, um, oh, bareback Betty. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Mary. Go ahead. Anyway, um, I don't even know what I was saying now. You're talking about Louise Hay. So I'm talking about Louise Hay. And so You're one going of the things there. that she talks about, she has this book, You Can Heal Your Life, which is like a classic, and I totally recommend it to people. Um, but one of the things that she talks about in there is like the core thing underneath all of our, you know, all of our, our codependence and our uh, neediness and, and all of our shit, all of our stuff that we're stuck in. At the end of the day, the root thing is always the feeling of not being good enough. Okay. Um, and so, I don't know. I think that that's certainly what Cracker is addressing here is is the way that that manifests in her life. Yeah. Because it's just how it manifests in all of our lives. Yeah. Um, we need uh, that judge to say to Cracker, you're good enough. Mm -hmm. You're good enough. What was her name? I love her. Oh, uh, that, from All Stars. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Who did that? Chi -chi. Who, who said? Oh, right. It was Constance Zimmer. Oh yes, Constance yeah. Zimmer. You're good enough, Chi Chi. Oh my God, if she said that to Cracker, uh, <laughs> you're good enough, Cracker. <laughs> Connie Zimmer. I'm yeah. Connie. I think it's like. <laughs> I don't know if she's Jewish, but I'm gonna go there. You know. <laughs> You're good enough, Kaka. You're good, good enough, enough. Yeah. Um, but you know, here's you're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're uh, somebody. I'm someone. I'm somebody. Uh, what What I wanted to highlight in this is Cracker. Cracker loves to break the fourth wall. She's done it more than any other queen. She loves to look in the camera. Sure. And it's very season ten. It's very like you know, very much. This is a platform. Uh, very much knowing the audience is out there. Yeah. Um, and it kind of you know I was thinking about this because we talked about last week. To me, Monet is the narrator. Monique is the commentator. But then there's this other thing. That <gasps> Another doing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> because what's happening is that 
Monet and Monique are in the talking heads commenting, but then we have kind of our like, you know, our Mary on the streets. You know, we have our queen on the streets who's commenting in the moment. She's glancing at us. She's kind of doing that office thing. Oh, I see. Oh, she's like, yeah. It, she's doing that like, oh, you see this? I see That's this. That's true. And it's, queens have done it in the past. Tatiana did it once. Dita Ritz did it once. Adore did it once. It's a very untucked move to uh -huh, do. Right. Um, but I feel like Cracker's really like nailing it. And so I haven't figured out what this... I don't know if it's the reactor, you know, there's the narrator, the commentator and the reactor. Mm. Um, reactor sounds like it's going to explode. Right. <laughs> I just mean like, but they're in the moment, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what she was doing um, in this moment, you know, but that being said, you know, I, I don't mind that because I think that the message that she was putting across, even if it felt very aware of the platform and very like, this is my moment. I need to like, tell this, like put this out there. Right. I can't fault it for the message. I can't fault anyone who wants to reinforce the idea of like, sure. you need to like, whatever it means, whatever you need to learn to love yourself. Yeah. Start now. Cause it's never going to just happen later. Right. Exactly. That was, it was great. Important. It's so true. Yeah. It doesn't, it's kind of like, I think about like my twenties and I think I always just thought, Oh, it'll all just fall together. And I don't, you know, and it'll, it'll, it'll be fine when I'm in my thirties, it'll be different. And it's not that things aren't different. Things are different, but it's not that things are different. It's I'm different. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, the, the other thing that I, I noticed about myself in terms of like loving myself, why is it that I, it's so easy for me to love myself when my, when, when I weigh less than 150 pounds mm -hmm. and then when I weigh more than 150 pounds, it's harder to love myself. Sure. And so there came a point where I was like, no, I have to learn how to love myself actually when I'm, when I'm at my largest. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if my weight's going to fluctuate for the rest of my life, which I hope it doesn't because mm -hmm. that's unhealthy, um, I if it, but if it is going to I have to learn how to love myself all the time yeah and and be with myself so yeah I spent a good three years being fine with the state of my body because I had so many other things to worry about and to and to love and to cultivate mm -hmm. and it's a skill because it's not something that comes easy no yeah you have to learn to look in the mirror and not roll your eyes well because most of our training over our decades is to roll our eyes in the mirror well right we learn it from porn we learn mm -hmm. it from our peers we learn it from just watching other beautiful people get attention and yeah. oh they have 13,000 uh, you know Instagram followers and I only have, you know, 600. And it's just like, right. well, that's because they look like this and I look like this. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, why do all the pictures that uh, get the most likes, it's because they don't have a shirt on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not speaking um, from personal experience right now. I'm just uh -huh. giving an example. Sure, But sure. like that's – that – that hurts a psyche, you know, mm -hmm. or not necessarily hurts, but it affects a psyche. Yeah. And that's why it's important for us to be having conversations with young people and any people about like the worthlessness of a like, yeah. how it's actually hurting you in a way. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I don't really use Instagram that much and I, I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with it, but I think what Instagram is, I don't want to say perpetuating, but is continuing is what magazines have been doing. Um, where like every every photo you see is altered in some way, oh. and so what you're talking about, I mean, there's that whole thing of like thirst trap. That's oh, what sure. all these are. This thirst trap. Yeah. But thirst trap is not just I took off my picture, I took off my shirt, and I took a picture. It's a production. Right. It's the lighting. Yeah. It's the angles. It's the way you suck in your stomach a certain way. Mm. Like you ask Trisha Paytas, she'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. Like she. You know, I follow this guy on Instagram, and you know, you can 
you can therapize me all you want right now um, because I'm thinking of unfollowing it because I only follow it because I find him attractive. Yeah. I follow this guy named Kitten Bear and he's oh. always, well, he's always showing pictures of his like very, very voluptuous butt and he's always naked with his boyfriend or with mm. some other hottie, you right, know, and it's right. always just this gorgeous picture of his butt. And, you know, it, it'll have an effect on on someone. It's like, oh, my, my butt doesn't look like that. Sure. It becomes less about, oh, that's hot and more about like, oh, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why can't I just keep my Instagram feed to dachshunds, corgis and cats? Yeah. German shepherds <laughs> and baby elephants. Oh, my God. And huskies. And, right. Like, oh, baby owls. Baby owls. <laughs> hoo, hoo. Um, you red um, pandas. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's uh, raccoons are yeah. not to be underestimated. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, like your cat. Yeah, exactly. Like Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's something I'm grateful to not be so active on Instagram for, is because it's uh, you know it's. Oh, well, I gotta tell that. you, the drag game on Instagram is fantastic. I'm sure. You know what? I gotta say, and this is just a plug for Stephanie's Child again. I know we've talked about them before, but mm-hmm. if you have not. Followed Stephanie's Child or any of the girls in Stephanie's Child, which is Rosé with an accent mm-hmm. or Jan Sport or Laguna Blue. Mm-hmm. They post such great Instagram stories and posts because it's always them like singing. Mm-hmm. And they're so talented. Mm-hmm. They're oh. so talented. Yeah. Um, but the Drag Race game on Instagram is oh, something it's else. It's the perfect platform for it. It yeah. would be the reason to be more active on it. It's just a matter of like. I feel like I'm like so late to the game. Yeah. I just feel like I'm so caught up now in Twitter and I'm always so caught up in Reddit. Yeah. It's like, oh. I... No, and you don't need another one. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I still... mean, I resist Facebook. You yeah. know, it's everybody's got a thing. Yeah. But I mean, Instagram, yeah, that that's a whole, like, n- the way that photos get altered to kind of, not only to hide or create certain things, because there's also Facetune and all those different, you know, basically all the same tools that photo editors have had for magazines now people have on their phones. Um, right. My feeling with that is not only does it create those feelings of insecurity, when I look at, when I do go on Instagram, um, you know, like really like to be completely honest, the only times I end up on Instagram is like when someone has a link in their um, profile uh, of, of a, you know, scruff, grinder. I don't have any shame. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, uh, if they have a link in their profile to their Instagram account, I'll, you know, you click on that. To kind I of just sh- sipped my tea. Oh, she's so above it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just following some guy who posts ass. I know I'm totally right. I know. I know. And so, um, (laughs) and so, uh, then I'll, you know, I'll look at someone's Instagram and it's less, what I end up responding to is I'm looking at their pictures and, and it's like the story of their life that they're telling. Oh, sure. And I start to notice like there was like the extroverts and every every other photo is some gaggle of people, some group shot. Right. People love group shots. And then you'll, oh God, it's all different people every time. And then I start to hear that, see the story or develop the story of like, oh, they have such a fabulous, enriched, you know, uh, connected life of all these people. And they're so active. And even interpreting the filters as that's what their life looks like. It's like, no, that's a filter. Yeah, it's a filter. It doesn't look like this. Yeah. You're, you're, internalizing all of that right you are and if you're comparing yourself and you can't do that and Mm -hmm. i feel like cracker's point about not loving yourself comes from those messages Mm -hmm. and comes from this idea that she is comparing herself constantly and i think that is a queer issue Mm -hmm. that we are constantly comparing ourselves to the straight world to the people that actually are in the not in the margin that yeah. they are on the in the front page mm-hmm. and we can't compare ourselves to that we have yeah. to do our own thing we have to celebrate each other lift each other up celebrate ourselves and find a way to find that love otherwise we are 
it, it will cons- consistently bring us down. Yeah, well, and it's that whole idea, right? Like, it's such a cliche, but that you're comparing your back of house to somebody's uh, front of stage. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I see. You're seeing all of the, like, you know, unglamorous parts. Right. And all you're seeing of other people is just, like, the production. Yeah. But it's always a production. Yeah. Because I guess if you really look at Instagram and you look at some of these photos, you're like, this is not... This is not spontaneous. All of this, like when you see like people, they, you know, the, my, the example I always think of is I think of the stage, the stage two gays um, with lots of money who they will take a picture of, it'll be a picture of their drink on the table oh, in their right. first class chair with the first class ticket tucked oh, under yeah. it. And then the description will be like JFK, Arrow, you know, Brazil. whatever, Brazil or whatever the Mykonos would be or whatever. And, and it's that, and it's so hashtag blessed, hashtag blessed, hashtag gay, hashtag, hashtag gay guy, hashtag privilege. Yeah. And it's just like, and there's yeah, 30 hashtags. Um, right. And I just, it's gay. Yeah. And it, and it tells a certain story and it's, and it's showing you certain things they want you to know. Yeah. And but you know what the problem with all of this is, and this speaks to Ben de la Creme's point. This speaks to Cracker's point in a way that, Casters for Broadway shows, casters for movies, casters for Drag Race, Mm -hmm. they are looking at the number of fucking followers you have. Of course. That is something that is unfortunately so fucking real. Yeah. So for you to, when you're not working, you have to amass a fan base, Mm -hmm. which is also problematic because if the more attractive and white you are, the more followers you're going to have. Yeah. So it's this like snake eating its own tail. Yeah. And I just don't know how it's going to stop unless we decide I'm just not going to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. You can do that all you want over there. I'm going to do my thing over here. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's kind of like when we talk about it's not that it gets better, you get better. It doesn't stop, you stop. Right. You it stop. doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It's never going to stop. Yeah. This is a runaway train. Sure. Comments and, you know what I mean, all of that. All The, the world where now social media, this is not yeah. going to go anywhere. Right. All you could do is just choose to do your own thing, do it right. differently. Um, you know, and I think when we, when you hear about people who are like, yeah, I'm, I had to get off Facebook. I can't be a part of it anymore. That's a natural progression. Right. But like, there's always going to be something. Yeah. And you know, the meta-ness of this now is like, here we are with this podcast and we're on Twitter, which is a social media platform. Yeah. And you know, I have to check myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to check Twitter like once a day or once every Mm -hmm. two days because I don't, I just don't want to get sucked into it because it doesn't mean anything yeah there are these beautiful people that we can reach out to and i will get to them Mm -hmm. when my life gets to them you know what i mean and 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 we do yeah i mean i sometimes i check it all the time oh i mean well good because it's fun last week i checked it quite a bit uh because you know (laughs) that's this place i was in but i mean it's but i guess also like i yeah i obviously i feed off of that validation of hearing from people there's also i think the genuine feeling of like oh this is so nice that like people are connecting with this or they're like, you know, just even the air guitar tweets. It was just like, sure. there's something sure you could say, Oh, it's oh you see me. Yeah, it, exactly. It's not this egotistical thing of these tweets about me. It's like, I can't believe you like remembered this thing about me and yeah. then tweeted it. That feels so connected. And you know what? The other thing Colin is, is that we're not, we're not like, Tweeting out shirtless pictures of ourselves. No. God forbid. I mean, so um, I listen. I think some people would be into it. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be. Well, it would be, well, meaning I wouldn't be because I would be like, this is not why we're doing this. No, I know, but I mean, like, if so, I, I, I have to believe that. I, anyway, I'm just saying. I 
Some, I don't think we're disgusting. Um, oh, no. Okay. And, and I'm not saying that. But yeah. what I'm saying is that the point of our podcast is actually to promote other ideas. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so if we started just like posting pictures of ourselves, like having drinks, I would just be like, why are we doing this? Right. But then there's that balance, right, of like, you know, we've been doing this for like almost two years now and people have been listening and there's a, they they hear had our, their, our voices in their ears for so long it gets to the point where they're like oh well you're like people to me i want to see what you look like oh well our pictures are on the web yeah but i i think that like what i'm trying to say is that if we ended up posting more pictures of ourselves not necessarily shirtless but if there was just more pictures of ourselves i think in the context of all right mary like it's just serving to kind of like create this connection with people yeah and you know what and and something that i avoid is i wouldn't want to post a picture of myself because i'd be worried that it would get six likes you know and i hate that that's a reality but i'm being totally honest yeah. here and vulnerable right now mary sure, sure so read me for filth you know i mean i'm human but like yeah i don't want that to happen that mm -hmm. would make me feel like shit you know sure sure i mean i've i know anyway yeah ahead. i you know it it's one of those things right like you just just, I hear what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not negating it. I yeah. mean, but as someone who we, there are pictures of mine have gone up on Twitter and it's been fine and no one's been mean. Um, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Breathe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mary, what else? What else we got? That was a great moment in Untucked. Sure. Um, yeah. And we also had the the beautiful moment between Monet and I think it was Eureka, where she's like, "I don't want to let down my family." Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was that, in that it was an interesting idea of like, you know, an outfit. That doesn't tell us anything about what kind of entertainer you right, are. Right, right. Go show us what kind of entertainer yeah, you are. Yeah, it's great. And it's like, sure, it would be better to not be in the bottom, but if you're going to be here, like, yep, do make, it. Make it great. Right. Like, capitalize on the opportunity. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess the only other note I had was just like, we've been seeing a lot of Rizzo, in, and I'm like, if we just oh, saw yeah. as much of Sarge. Oh, yeah, you love Sarge. Well, he's behind the camera. Yeah, though. it yeah. would just, it'd be very conflicting for me anyway. <laughs> Sarge, you know, Monet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it would just be like, Sarge, you know, yeah. By the way, also, I want to just say this. I think that bald queens have an, uh, an advantage in this competition. Oh, Bob, Sasha, Trixie, all bald. Mm hmm. So I'm just like, Monet, Monet, come on. <laughs> Polish that cube and get that crown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I get it, Mary. Yeah. I get it. Um, <laughs> No, it's not a cube. It's a dome. In it's any event, dome. it's fine. That's all right. Um, so yeah, so that's untucked. What else is going on? What else is going on? So um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna address it and then we're gonna move on. But people have asked. I'm gonna address the Robbie Turner thing. Oh okay, Robbie um, Turner. The Robbie Turner thing. Every I loved her May Mortabito look. Oh, yeah. God, it was so good. Well, that's not what this is about. Oh well, I'm uh, just saying I loved it. Sure, start positive. Um, so obviously everybody knows the Robbie Turner story, the Uber driver story, all that thing. Uh, we don't have any information. I have as much as Reddit has. I think everybody's kind of at this place of like, okay, it seems there people have arrived at a consensus based on a number of uh, things that we have not verified uh, that this is not true, that the Uber driver didn't die. The, you know, there are all these, there's all these different things. I don't want to comment on any of that. Here's what I want to say about it. Okay, Mary. I don't. I don't want to get into the muck. All right, Mary. I just don't. There's two options, right? There's probably multiple, but let's look at two. There's two. One, it's true. That, that's terrible. Oh, awful. All my sympathies. The other, it's not true. Oh, that's terrible that you'd make that up. All my sympathies. Why would you do that? Sure, right. Um, that That's where I land. Right. I don't know this person. You know where I land? Mm -hmm. I don't know this person, A. B, I have not called the police station. No. Somebody else did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so there's that. I don't know that story either. Mm -hmm. All I know is that there was a tweet that went out 
Okay, a series of tweets that went out, and I'm like, "Ooh, that sounds terrible." And then the the next thing I know is that there's these people being like, "It's not true." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, it's not true. Where do we go now? Do we just attack her?" I mean, I, I, it's, it kind of reminds me of um, the suicide story with um, uh, the the kid that reached out to. I don't want to misname the queen reached oh. out to a queen and said, I'm going to commit suicide. And then she's like, Oh, I'll help you. And then said, Hey, can you Oh, Venus delight Venus delight? Yes. Yes. Um, no, I think with this one, it's like, I, again, I think whether or not it's true, Robbie, it's true. It's true. Like whether or not, like either Robbie Turner has just gone through a terrible car accident or Robbie Turner is making up a story for some reason that I don't think it's just to promote her show because she just like stepped down from it. So like the show that she hosts and uh, at her like home bar. Um, so it's something else. And I think that like I'd rather just hear from her. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. just wait and hear from her. Eventually we will. Um, you know, the, everyone was kind of reading her for filth this week, like everywhere. Every queen. Sure. There's a lot of memes now. There's memes. a lot of jokes. Yeah. yeah. And it just gets to the point of like, okay. But like it's like pop news. It's yeah. like hearing it's like reading in a tabloid that yeah. something happened and then you joke about it on late night TV. Yeah. You know, I get all that. I get the temptation to make light of something that you're very distant from. Yeah. You know, so there's there's that kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. And then the other perspective is one where you're like, oh, I'm going to feel for this person and I feel for what they're going through. And, you know, there are two types of people in this world. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I I. I don't I don't know what happened. I don't. And yeah. I, I'm not going to pass judgment on something that I don't know about. Yeah. And I just it, again, I don't even think it matters. People are going to write into us and be like, this is the the Gay Times article. They they, they, mm -hmm. they called in, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't call in. Yeah. And I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't care about it that much. I mean, you know, it's a weird story. It's a weird story. That's my thought on it. There you go. And I also, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. That's it. So Robbie turned to her. Yeah, that's yeah. the, I'm going to turn to the page on that story. So I want to say a very special thank you to Sister Mary TJ, who basically was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to produce an episode of New Ones for you. Here's all, like, he didn't say that, but he, that's what he basically did. Oh, my God, did. it was so good. So many, and I'm going to parcel them out. It was just like so many great links to different things. Ugh. The one that I'm super excited about was like this 1970s. Um, article that was written on the art of gay insulting. Mm, I read it, and I, I haven't read yeah. it yet. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. There's actually some um, great phrases. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Especially just like the timing of when it was written. It was just, gay yeah. insulting. Yeah. yeah. So that sparring. Yeah. So that. Thank you for that. Um, I think one of the other things though that TJ sent us. You know, a few weeks ago we talked about Monet's Street Beats video. Right. Or videos. There's two of them. Uh, which again, if you have not watched, <sighs> they deserve. As much they deserve, as you know, Emmy awards for internet videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, where's her James Beard award? I know it's just for, <laughs> just for food videos, but whatever. Um, she's a snack, as the kids would say. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, it's food enough for me. So, um, so and food for thought. Food Sorry, for go yeah, ahead, T H O T. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was an article in the Tulsa World, which I think is like their, you know, local uh, city newspaper. Um, from like October of 2016 talking about the woman that Monet meets in the first Street Beats video in Times Square, Square okay. and like, you know, talking about makeup and like they just have this great time together. And the article came out in October of 2016. So it was very much framed of <clears throat> basically looking at like we're in a potentially very divisive time. Obviously, the election had not shown its results yet, but we were all kind of in a in a hot spot October yep. of 2016. Yep. And so the real message of the article was like... November? 
because November is obviously, but October was kind of the oh the boiling, the, the boiling point. point. Yeah, and so the article was really kind of about like, you know, we're different, but we're not that different, and we can connect like this, and we can have these human connections, yeah. and uh, and they were talking about just like the the immense positive response that people had to this, and that they had to seeing human connection and seeing kindness and seeing um people who did not look alike find out how they were you know right existing in the same world right. and in very similar ways yeah and it was just a really it, it was really a nice meaningful other way other side of what we saw and this we're kind of on monet's side of the conversation mm -hmm. we're the new yorker we're the queer yeah we're that and so it was really nice to see it from her perspective. So, you know, it's interesting because I think, yes, all of that's beautiful and all of that's true. I think when it comes to something like racism, though, that will be when, when fear, mm -hmm. right? Because if you boil it down, it's hate and fear. Yeah. When that is blinding somebody from a dialogue, I'm not going to engage with it yeah. because it's not. And I, and I know that that and I, I, I really struggle with that, Colin, because I don't know if. I don't know if I should be talking to racists, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And allowing them to spew their ideas and hate at me well, and try to just like contend with them. I don't think this woman's a racist. I'm not calling her racist. Yeah. No, 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 no. But what you did say is like how beautiful it is to see two different people talking. Mm -hmm. And when I think about a different person from me talking to me, I'm thinking about a Trump supporter that is also a racist because some mm -hmm. Trump supporters aren't racist. Yeah. Some are. And uh, so for me, it's like non-racists and racists. Mm -hmm. And I have trouble talking to somebody who is a racist. It's very hard for me to connect with them because I just don't understand. I just don't see that logic and it hurts me. Yeah. And it, and it only hurts me because I can't even imagine how much it would hurt somebody else mm -hmm. that's experiencing it. I hear you. I think that that's, different than this though i feel like that's like sure i'm with you like there i don't want i one of the phrases you said was like how important it is we connect with people that think differently than us well i think it was just the fact that she's this like midwestern housewife okay who approached a drag queen she approached him and she was like waiting for her friends or something and so she's like i'm just gonna go like find someone to talk to and so she saw monet sitting there doing his makeup yeah and she's like I, oh i, I, I know the whole him. story and i but and it's I, like and yeah I, I am hearing what you're saying i'm trying to bring the conversation somewhere else because i think that that's all beautiful and mm -hmm. great and i get all that and well i feel i think what it was was like we have so many. it's not that easy is what i'm trying to say yeah what i'm saying is that we have so many examples of it not being easy we yeah. have so many examples okay. of it not working okay. so many people examples of people fighting right and it was really, I think, about like how much people needed this. Oh, I see. They need to see something like this. Be like, oh, okay. this is also possible. Yeah, that reminds me of um, Sarah Silverman's show. Mm -hmm. Did you see any? I think it's uh, Welcome to America. No, I'm not gonna saw that. So she, it's on Hulu, and she um, at the end of each episode, she talks to people that mm -hmm. like goes to their house, right? That thinks differently than them. Yeah. Oh, I I, I think I've heard of that. And yeah, yeah. you know, they end up laughing there's something that happens mm -hmm. and it's 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 really a step in the right direction yeah i don't think there was anything premeditated with this i think it just became this really like oh, this sure. example sure. of like it could just be this right you know um anyway we could just allow people to live the way that they want to live and yeah and that like i think she was like wow i he and i had so much in common we were so similar yeah. and uh i think in the larger vein of wanting to feel connected, wanting to feel heard, wanting to feel like you belong somewhere. I think those little things mm -hmm. reinforce that, yeah. you know? 
um, so yeah, speaking of New York Queens, I want to talk about Miss Cracker. So cause review we, with a Jew. Yeah, well, you know, we've had Marys who are like, I need you to get on board with Cracker. Like, what? You know, she's and I was like, I get it, I get it. She's amazing. I, I what do I need to see that I'm not seeing? So I started watching the review with a Jew yeah, series. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and what I took away from that, and I don't think it's exactly the same, but what I was feeling was, oh, this is like in season seven. The real the the real Katya was the regrets. Oh and right. that really if you didn't watch the regrets, I don't think you fully got I mean, she was great on her season, but it was the regrets videos that sealed the deal. Sure. And we saw so much more of Katya that she was able to access when she wasn't in the pressure cooker. Yeah. And I think that's happening with Cracker. Well, the thing with Review with a Jew for me that I got to see was I even though she's in drag, I still got to connect with I think the sweet boy that yes. that he is, mm-hmm. and I wish I knew his name, but I don't. Yeah, yet. I don't either. And I will learn it. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, I just kind of was like, "Oh, you are you are a sweet little goose." Yeah, you're a sweet little goose. You're funny. Uh, it's you're, well edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's self-referential. It, it's in a way like Lee Dawson Light. Sure, with just a narrator. In terms of the editing, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not as like manic as that. Who, who's that really crazy guy that World of Wonder sponsors? Oh, John Polly. Yes, it's yeah, not yeah. as manic as John Polly, yeah, yeah. which is also great too. But like, you know, you have to be in a mood for it. Sometimes I can't <laughs> watch them because I'm like John. It's so fast, yeah, and very funny. I have it's to slow so down fast. like the YouTube speed yeah. to like, you know, yeah. like a twenty fifth slower. Right. Um, yeah. So I I see it. I see the other parts of Cracker that I wasn't seeing on the show. Um, and you know, listen. We're only five episodes in, you know, it takes We're time. only five in, yeah, that's but true. But at least going into these further episodes, I have more of a sense of like, oh, okay, here's what I'm looking for. What do you think about her getting a Pandora edit? This like Susan Lucci. I mean, I think, I think it's totally possible. Mm. I mean, Cracker's one of those queens where like, no matter how she does this season, she's, she's going to do well. She's going to do well. She has so many followers. Yeah. Not as much as Aquaria, but she, I mean, she, she has a big following. And she has the kind of talents where like, she can have a one woman show. She can do all these different things. Right. It's like, I just think, oh, as a platform, as someone on this platform, you're going to be fine no matter what. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, even if she gets a Pandora edit, she'll still do really well. Yeah. Um, Pandora did really well. She did. Yeah. yeah she, I mean, still. So I, Not on All Stars, though. Well, you know, <laughs> guess what, Mimi? Um, <laughs> so I'm seeing the appeal of Cracker. So thank you to the Marys who kind of pushed that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, I guess really the last thing I wanted to say... Um, I've talked about in the past uh, Katya's podcast. Oh, uh, whimsically volatile. I've been listening to this too. Um, first of all, Craig's voice. Yeah, can we get him on the pod? I mean, <laughs> we could talk about it. Sure, oh, how about we get both of them? Oh my! Oh, for sure. Yeah. But Craig's voice. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I have to just highlight one of the guests that uh, they had on was Devin Green. Who is a light in a world of darkness for me? It was yeah. so great to hear her interacting with Brian and Craig yeah. and all of that. The latest episode, I haven't watched Contemplation Part Two, but Contemplation Part One mm-hmm. was speaking my language. Yep, Part Two is even more. Ugh. It's almost like a con- like not a condensed, but like there what he covers in Part Two. The, the the first few episodes are very 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 up and down, and yep. it's it's. It's hard to listen to because there's wisdom in there and you're listening for it. And yep. then it's like this other thing. And it's just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. 
okay. And Craig is great and goes along with everything. Yeah. Um, so I am enjoying the podcast, but I have to be kind of in a mood for those types of episodes. Yeah. These latest episodes, even with Devin Green, which does get kind of like crazy, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot more reflection about the world and about the state. And I've started to think that this podcast is about the therapi- therapizing, therapy therapeuticating <laughs> sure Therapi- therapies i know sure well i don't know where you're going with this so i can't really yeah. the uh just helping brian go through uh talking things out sure sure figuring him out there is some a therapeutic element to this yeah the spotlight is always on yeah Katia. um yeah because i agree i um the devin green episode was a real turning point i felt like i could see it was like because he just goes you know in so many different directions and and it's just how his brain works and she can keep up with that. Yeah. And can match it and top match it. Match it and top it, yeah. But in a way that she never loses control. Right. And I think her ability to do that, it was like she could connect with him no matter whatever height or depth he went mm-hmm. to. And that leveled him out in the conversation. Yeah. And there's a turning point in, the, in that conversation where he goes from like manically laughing at everything she says and doing the bits to she really kind of helps guide them to like such an emotionally honest yeah. conversation. It's They say so much. That it's worth listening to twice. There's just so much happening yeah. in that conversation. Yeah, I listened. I listened to it twice. Yeah, I listened that, to I, it once when I was in Bed Bath and Beyond, which yeah. was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah for you know especially for the Marys who are maybe having the same feeling that you know I was having before and that you're and having, I'm having. Yeah, uh, of like ooh, some of these episodes are a little like a, a they're a little bit of a lot. They're a little yeah. bit extra. Uh, the Devin Green one is great. The contemplation contemplation ones is great. Are excellent. I've just about, almost finished the Bianca one. Uh, oh, that's the newest one. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I'm, yeah, I'm going out for a walk later, so I'll be. Listening yeah, to it's a again. little bit. You know, it's a little bit back to some of the ups and downs. But Bianca is also kind of a, a stabilizing energy. Okay. You know, um, I think what Katya is really good with. Um, she obviously she's great with someone like Devin Green who can go to those heights with her. Yeah. But also someone who can be this like, can be the constant. Yeah. And and no, it, it was it was so great to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I was like I want her in my life. Yeah. You know. It's it's interesting. I'm definitely gonna keep listening. Um, just to kind of see how this develops. And oh, I think I, there's so much wisdom. I think Brian mm-hmm. and Craig. Mm-hmm. I think they're really really smart. Mm-hmm. Really smart cookies and yeah. I'm kind of like well why not if I can keep up with it while I'm typing at my computer I will yeah I mean granted I have like a slew of other podcasts to get through so when I get to it I do mm-hmm. and I have to kind of be in a space to go to Katya and Craig because you do have to kind of pay attention yeah um but you know I I will uh it's yeah it's one of those it's one of those good ones yeah it's worth it's worth sticking with it just for those episodes yeah yeah and of course the lady bunny one yeah oh my god so good yeah um but yeah you know I it's I don't come to one solid conclusion on Katya's podcast I think what I come to is like she is a complicated person Mm -hmm. she you are you no matter what you know Highs and lows and somewhat manic behavior or energy doesn't always have to be like signs of mental, you know, unwellness. Mm. Some people just work like that. Some people just function like that. You know, I feel like living in New York, I know so many people who like they only operate at an eight and up. Right. Because it's just like the the power source they're plugged into. And then you compare that to people I met in California. Yeah. Who were more to four to a six, you right. know. Um, right. So it's... It, there's nuances, I guess, sure. is what I'm trying to sure. say. And I'm just hearing them a little bit more with Katya. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. 
I um I want to just bring something to nuance. I am having a special personal goal mm-hmm. uh, to make it a point to sacrifice some of my time to go out and watch local drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this often, but now I'm making it a point to go see drag queens that I have not seen before, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the ones that I just like, love, sure. like Suddenly Seymour. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Suddenly Seymour has the best show in New York City. It's really? just so good. Um. So, uh, but yeah, so last week I went to go see uh, a queen called Pissy Miles. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Do you know her? I know the name. Yeah. It's a great name. She's a, she's a Brooklyn queen, right? Um, maybe. I've, I saw her at Pieces. Oh, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm thinking of somebody who does stuff with um, Thorgy at Metropolitan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it might be Pissy Miles, but Pissy Miles, um, it was great. It was. Um, she she had games mm-hmm. and she has it's so I always find it so fascinating for a performer to just have the ability to come up with things on the spot. Mm-hmm. So what she did was uh, she had like a lip sync off. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it's a fun little game with sure. people in the audience. Right. And then she had that had two of them sashay away. And so she used the format of drag race to be like of these puns to be like your lip sync was home from blah, 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 blah. Right. And now we're going to send you. I, clearly, I'm not that creative, <laughs> but she was able to do it just in the moment with yeah. these with these uh, contestants. Uh, there was like a, a, a runway off and mm-hmm. she was able to do the same thing. And then she lip synced to this great Bette Midler track. Uh-huh. I wish I could remember what it was. I'll post it when I remember, remember it. But it was, oh, it was so funny. Bette Midler tells this joke uh, at, Oh, I, I'll send it to it's you. It's the Mary. rose, right? It's the rose. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Well, no. I wish. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so um, Pissy Miles told a joke that Bette Midler told at her concert when she was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this joke about um, a parrot. If anybody knows the parrot joke, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the fuck you parrot. It's so funny. Um, anyway... Big shout out uh, to Pissy Miles, um, and so yeah. So if 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 I'm holding myself accountable, I will be seeing shows kind of locally uh, as best I can, and I'll try to feature them for you know two to five minutes on our nuance episodes. I'll be looking at my watch and counting. <laughs> if you don't mind, Mary. Yeah, of course. No, um, I'm, I just I think it's really important, yeah. and uh, you know I think that we can all do this, and people can certainly write to us and tell us about local drag scenes that they know about. Yeah. Um, I, I have um, aspirations this summer to travel, mm-hmm. to go to see local drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I'm in a city to go see local drag, maybe connect with a Mary and do it. Like, yeah. I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Um, because it's not just about drag race Queens. Mm-hmm. There's some really talented people out there. Yeah. I mean, you should go maybe Atlanta or sure. see those Texas Queens, Dallas, Dallas yeah. like somewhere where it's like, where is there? I mean, you know, I, I it's pretty much everywhere is there drag, but there's certain places where it's like, oh, there's like there's drag, yeah, like in Ohio, like yeah. in like Columbus, right? There's like I, there's a queen, Nina West, I think, and she's like this big name there. Cool. Uh, you know, kind of like the queen of that area. I don't think she's ever going to be on Drag Race. I feel like 
she's like bigger than it or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some unlikely places. Right. Uh, I mean, Seattle might be fun to see. Sure. I mean, I'm, I have to start with New York, right? Yeah. Because there's so much happening mm-hmm. in Brooklyn that like I haven't even Untitled Queen. Do you know about Untitled I, Queen? I I know the name. No um, pun intended. I will. I, there's just so much untappedness. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Marys, that's that's kind of what I'm bringing tonight. Well, nice work. Thanks, Mary. Um, Did you get it? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody's dad. Uh, did you get a haircut? Did you get all of them cut? Uh, <laughs> he works on them in the car while you're at the movies. Uh, in the Zodian. <laughs> How long has that never been kissed? Uh, uh, I'll just be out here. Oh God. I'm working on jokes. Uh, anyway, I think that's all I've got for nuance. All right, Mary. Yeah. Uh, Mary's, I mean, you know the drill. Um, usually you do this part. Do you want oh, to talk I about? will. I will do, do the you, drill. Do you want the first part of the drill? I will. You break So the drill is, if you have any thoughts, Mary, on nuance, on the main episode, on local drag, on other things, you know, maybe about Untucked, I think we're just avoiding the Robbie Turner thing right now. So if you have any thoughts on that, we might not engage because we just don't know anything. Yeah. But, you know, feel free to... Send it our way if you feel the need to. Uh, but yeah, we are at All Right Mary on Twitter and All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And obviously, if you decide that you want to listen to Nuance, you might be keen on Patreon, which of course gives you even more All Right Mary content, which you might know because you probably just listened to the main episode. Um, but it's bears repeating. It just takes going to patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. You get access to a bonus episode every week. Yeah. Uh, you may realize that last week was She Devil because we mentioned that in the main episode. Mm-hmm. And next up is Mannequin. 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 So, uh, yeah. And you know the iTunes uh, drill. So. Five stars, positive review. Love it. Yeah, that's it. Always loved ya. Yeah, always loved ya. <laughs> uh, and I think on that note, Mares, that's all I got for you. All right, Mary. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.